Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Tender Meeting Holiness Ministries. My name is Overseer Ken Simmons. We are located in Maryville, Indiana, 46410. Our phone number is 219-902-0369. Our worship hours is on Sundays at 10 a.m. And our Bible study is Tuesdays at 7 p.m. As well as our Sunday school, which comes on Fridays at 7 p.m. as well. Um, all of those are live. And you can see us on Facebook. Um, also, please check out our Twitter and our Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, don't forget to hit the like button. Don't forget to hit the notification bell so you can get all the latest content that is on this channel. If you would like to donate or be a part of Tenor Meeting Holiness Ministries, go to our website where you will see everything that we do there. Uh, you can reach us at T-O-M-M-I-N-C dot Wixsite dot com slash ten of meeting. And if you would like to email us or talk to us, email us at T-O-M-M-I-N-C at Yahoo dot com. Now back to our service. Welcome to Ten of Meeting Holiness Ministries. My name is Overseer Ken Simmons. We are located in Maryville, Indiana. And today we're going to be in the book of Ephesians 6. All right? We're going to go through the whole chapter. Last week we were talking about walking in love. And uh, we get to see Paul. Today, in 6 and 1, we're going to start with the children and parents. Paul is giving life lessons from a biblical point of view. Uh -huh. And see, this is just like what we talked about earlier, how, you know, you when you talk about the principles on which you're supposed to live by, uh -huh. you have to go by scripture. And this is what Paul is doing. He's breaking these things down. He broke down the husband and wives through scripture. He's about to break down the children and the parents through scripture. Everything goes through scripture because that's the belief. Ephesians 1 and 1, I mean 6 and 1, and it says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Obey your parents in the Lord. Now, when it says, children, obey your parents in the Lord, you have to look at the whole scope of being a parent and a child. When you are a parent, your child never stops being your child. Right? right? So even when you are grown as a child, it still tell you obey your parents in the Lord. Mm -hmm. 
right? Mm -hmm. To talk to a bunch of children, think about it. For Paul to be talking to a bunch of toddlers, saying, obey your parents in the Lord. They don't even know what that means. <laughs> he says, for this is right. So what it is, is the parents have to be obeying the Lord to be teaching the parents in the first place. Mm -hmm. I mean, to be te teaching the children in the first place. Mm -hmm. But when you get grown as a child, you're still obeying your parents in the Lord. Right? Yeah. For this is right. Honor your father and mother. Now, just like the scripture says, honor your father and mother, a lot of times we, we say it backwards. Mm -hmm. Honor your mother and father. Right. But the scripture says, honor your father and mother. Because that's who God put in charge. Right. Honor your father and mother. Right. This is the first commandment with a promise. That it may go well with you. And that you may live long in the land. Now this is assuming that your father and mother are already in Christ. Of course you're not going to obey your mother and father if they're asking you to do something outside of what God wants you to do. You're not going to obey. You're, you're not going to be in Christ and you're obeying a parent that is not in Christ and telling you to do all kind of crazy things. Right. Again, this is a people of God talking to people of God. Mm -hmm. For it says, fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Why would you make your kids mad on purpose? Hmm. What is that going to do? <laughs> right. Right? Mm -hmm. Provoking your child to anger. Because what's going to happen? Because they're going to look at you calling yourself a man or woman of God. Mm -hmm. And they're not going to come to Christ because they see how you are. Right. You see? Don't provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. So everything that you do in bringing them up is in the instruction of what the Lord say do. Mm -hmm. This is why the law <laughs> is hard to follow. God tells us he didn't give us the spirit of fear. But we teach our kids, don't touch that fire. Stay away from that stove. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Why? Because you're scared they're going to touch it and burn their hands. Right. Things happen. So, but God tells you not to, you know, God didn't give us the spirit of fear, but yet we teach our children to fear certain things. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. This is why the law is 
5 says, bond servants, obey your earthly masters with fear and trembling. Bond servants, obey your earthly masters with fear and trembling. With a sincere heart as you would Christ. Not by the way of eye service as people pleasers, but as bond servants of Christ. <laughs> when you at work, don't turn into a yes man. And you're just doing this for show. I don't listen to it because this is my paycheck. Wow. No, he says sincerely as a bondsman of Christ. Just like you would Christ, you would do the same thing. Right? Right. So when you think of bondsman, just think of your boss. Not by the way of eye service. Like, when he says eye service, what does that mean? That means your boss just see you doing a whole lot of good things, but you're not really into it. You know, you're not... You know what I mean? You're just making them feel like you're the best worker, but you hate your job. Mm. Wow. You hate your job and you hate your boss, but this is your paycheck, so you just do it. Mm -hmm. I was telling somebody the other day, you know, if you don't love what you're doing, you're going to eventually hate doing what you're doing mm -hmm. and you're going to stop doing it. Always try to do what you love to do. Always do what you love to do. That way it wasn't. It won't feel like work because mm. you enjoy doing it regardless. The bonus is a check. Yeah. Too many people are doing things just because the check looks good but you hate the job. Why put yourself through that? Doing the will of God from the heart. Rendering service with a good will as to the Lord and not to man. Because your whole point of no matter what job you're working at, you're still following God. Because what you will find yourself doing, especially if you don't, if you hate doing what you're doing, you'll find yourself doing anything just to get the job done. Just to get paid. And you'll cross the line and doing things outside of what God wants you to do. Right. Then the line gets blurred what's scripture following scripture and just doing what man wants you to do it says knowing that whatever good anyone does this will this he will receive back from the Lord whether he is a bond servant or is free because if you're doing it wholeheartedly, you at your job, you love your job, you bringing people to Christ while you at your job, you just loving life. <laughs> you know, because you're in Christ and you're doing what you want to do. It says God will be there. 
He said, and he will reward you. Right? This he will receive back from the Lord. And it won't matter if you if you the boss or you are the bottom of the totem pole. It doesn't matter. Right. I mean, you can see at some jobs where the janitors, they just the happiest people you ever see. And then the people in the upper management that make all the money is just the saddest and maddest folks. Mm-hmm. Can't stand yeah. their job. And wondering why the janitor is just happy. Right. <laughs> right. Just sweeping and mobbing and singing and whistling and just doing his thing. Because he in Christ and he don't care. Right. <laughs> right. The person with the big job just mad. And they'll come to you too. Why are you so happy? Right. Right. What's making you be like you? You ever seen somebody mad because you cause you happy? Mm-hmm. They mad because you are not mad. Right. Right. <laughs> Nine says, Masters, do the same to them and stop your threatening. You ever seen people that try to keep you in your job by giving you a job and then they threaten you with taking the job away from you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They just keep you by threatening you all the time. Right. Mm. There's people that do that in the church. You want to be bishop, don't you? Mm-hmm. You want to be apostle, don't you? Wow. Well, you better listen. You better listen. Wow. Mess. Yeah. Stop your threatening. Knowing that he who is both their master and yours is in heaven and that there is no partiality with him. Just because you the boss don't make you better than me. Because in God's eyes, this is what they're saying. In God's eyes, y'all both in the same boat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. That's true. Ten says, finally. Now, you know, Paul has been writing this letter and he and he gets to the end of this letter. Finally. Be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Right? Mm-hmm. Be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. And it says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. And I always thought this to be very interesting about the armor of God. Standing. Right? Mm-hmm. Think about it. When you wear the armor of God, when you wear armor, what are you finna do? You about to go to battle. You about to fight. But in this scripture, 
Paul says, put on all this armor and stand. Don't fight nobody. Don't break out your sword. Just stand there. So you can stand against the schemes of the devil. Why? Because the devil is spiritual. Now this armor of God is spiritual. Right. So you have to, if, if you're going to fight the devil and he's spiritual, you need spiritual armor to do it. You can't put on natural armor and fight a spiritual devil. Mm, that's right. That's not going to do nothing. Mm -mm. But make you hot, because that's a lot of stuff to put on. <laughs> That's right. Twelve. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. He tells us to put on the spiritual armor because we are about to fight this spiritual devil because we're not wrestling with flesh or blood. Mm -hmm. Which means you have to have a spiritualness and a, a relationship with God because this spiritual armor that you are about to put on is through Christ Jesus. If you do not have Christ Jesus in your life, there is no armor to be had. Right. You have no weapons. The only weapon you have against Satan is Christ Jesus. And all the weapons Christ give you are coming from him. So if you don't have him, how are you going to get the weapons you need? Right? I can't say I'm going to go play baseball and I don't have a bat, I don't have a glove, I don't have no mitts, I don't have nothing. I'm going to just stand there and they're going to throw a ball 90 miles an hour at me with no back. No helmet. Are you really playing baseball? <laughs> no. Well, we do not wrestle with against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. There are spiritual forces that are evil in heavenly places that have power and authority that we are fighting against. And there are certain rulers in this evil empire that we cannot fight without Christ. I mean, listen to all of this. Now, you, he tells you you're not wrestling with flesh or blood. Which means you are wrestling, but it's not with flesh and blood. You're wrestling with spiritual things. Now, these spiritual things that you're wrestling with, they have rulers. And it has an S on ruler, right? Mm -hmm. So it's rulers. Right. Against authorities. These are plural things. Cosmic powers. 
over the present darkness. Which means the devil has minions. There's more than just the devil out there. Remember when they said when you when a demon gets cast out, it goes to the dry lands of the desert mm -hmm. and it comes back with wow. seven more mm -hmm. demons. Mm -hmm. Seven more demons. Mm -hmm. Stronger than they were mm -hmm. than the one that was in there at first. Right. There's a hierarchy in the demons. If one that was in you was bad, it comes back with seven more stronger than eight. That means there's a hierarchy in demons. Mm -hmm. Right? Yes. These are the rulers and the authorities. Wow. In these present darkness. Against the spiritual forces. Not just the spiritual force. The spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. It's more than the one place in the heavenly place that these things are in. They're all over. When you look at it that way, it's like, wow. <laughs> now you see you fight more than just Satan. Remember in, in Revelation, he throws Satan into, <laughs> into the lake of fire. Mm -hmm. The beast goes in there. Jezebel goes in there. Yeah. Um, another beast goes in there. Mm -hmm. Hell goes in there. Right? Mm -hmm. right? All of these things are evil things. You got a pale rider on a horse. You got all kind of things, all kind of deities, all kind of, like it says, forces, spiritual forces of evil, all over the place. And you believe in your head that you got it all figured out, and you don't need Christ to take care of your life. You didn't work it all out. Everywhere we look is evil. Me and my wife was watching Netflix yesterday and we just thumbed through the movies. Everything on there is evil. Yeah. It's so hard to find a regular movie on Netflix. Yeah. Mm. Used to be you could go on there and just find a movie and just watch it. Now everything on there is demon this and which is that. Yeah. I mean it's horrible. It's so many so many demonic movies mm -hmm. on Netflix. Mm -hmm. Scary movies, uh, demonized movies, zombies, yeah. mm -hmm. dead man walking, dead this, evil yeah. that. Mm -hmm. Where's the love? There's <laughs> mm -hmm. so many things. Then you see all of these symbols, and when you watch the movie, especially when you are spiritually grounded you hear them quoting scriptures oh, yeah. in these demonic movies oh, yeah. and and a lot of times you will see in the movies where they depict the things of God as crazy or evil oh, yeah. we watched a movie yesterday um, where the 
people couldn't sleep. It's called Awake. Yeah. And in the movie, the people couldn't, they, this flare from space came in, and when Awake came on, like, nobody could sleep. Right. And it was like a few people. It was right. this little girl and this other lady. They was the only ones that could sleep. So everybody was trying to get to them. Now they go into this church, and the church people just got crazy. Yeah, they did. Now, when the movie comes on, the church people are the ones that first act crazy. Yeah. Nobody trying to is. kill the girl, the, 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 yeah. the policeman shooting, shooting everybody and talking about Jesus told them to do it. Right. You know, and all of this crazy mess. They make the church look bad because this is what we're dealing with. Right. You'll see a lot of movies on Netflix that makes the church look bad. Yes. Everything has so much cursing in it now. Mm -hmm. Even things that don't even need to be having cursing in it, they just curse. Yeah. Yeah. But these are the principalities and all of the evil things that we have in this earth. This is what we're dealing with. You'll see people making statements about God. Yeah. That's just horrible. Yeah. And they dismiss it because, oh, they're just acting. Mm -hmm. You letting this stuff come out of your mouth about right. God? Who convinced you to do this? Right. Oh, it's just a movie, and they just playing a part. Mm -hmm. And the Bible tells you everything that come out of your mouth, you you are accountable for. That's right. This evil is everywhere. Yeah. And it just seeps into our lives. Mm -hmm. And everybody just think it's okay. Right. Nobody says anything. Yeah, and, and that's what they want you to do. They don't want yeah. you to catch it. They right. want you to just watch it right. and let it seep into your subconscious. Mm -hmm. This it, And this is what they do. We see these parades now, and it has the word pride in it. Mm -hmm. The Bible tells you all day that the word pride is bad. Right. But they mix this bad word pride with God's rainbow. Mm -hmm. Now saints are scared to use the rainbow that God used as a promise to us. Right. We can't use it because we look like we're one of them. Mm -hmm. We just allow them to take our symbol right. that God had given us as a promise. Right. We can't even use our own symbol that God gave us. We just let them take it. Uh, oh. yes. wow. This is what we're dealing with. These evil forces in heavenly places is real. Right. So 13 says, so with all of that said, mm -hmm. therefore take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand 
in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. Because it's, it's an evil day that's coming. He didn't say the evil days. He said it's, it's a day that's going to come. Not one day, but it's a time that's going to come where you're going to need to stand firm and you're going to need this, this whole arm of God to do it. He says, stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth. For one thing, you cannot stand with God without accepting his truth. Now, to accept God's truth you have to accept God's truth about you first. Right. That's right. You see? Mm -hmm. Never mind God's truth about everybody else if you haven't accepted the truth about yourself first. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. It says, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness. We're supposed to wear righteousness on our chest. Mm -hmm. Everybody should be able to see the righteousness in you. Yeah. Truth is the belt because it's supposed to hold you up. God's truth is what's holding you up. And your righteousness is supposed to show. That's why it's on your chest. And as shoes for your feet, having put on readiness given by the gospel of peace. Now as we put our shoes on, if you don't have the armor and the shoes that God has given you, where are you walking to? What are you walking to? What are you running to? Right. What is stopping your feet from being pricked? Right. What sand is your feet sinking in? Right. right? A lot of times our feet take us to places we know we shouldn't be. True. Places you know you shouldn't go. Oh, yeah. That's why you put on the shoes that God gave you. Conviction to keep you going in the right direction. Mm -hmm. Those conviction shoes. Right? Amen. When you're trying to walk over here and they just turn you around. Mm -hmm. <laughs> them, shoes keep, them shoes keep you on the right path. That's right. Those shoes are magnetically <laughs> pointed towards God. That's right. <laughs> awesome. How do we know that? It says having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. Because the gospel is about Jesus Christ. And as you walking towards where you don't supposed to be, them shoes is turning you around because you got the, the feet got the gospel in them. Mm. 
And the gospel is telling you, no, that ain't the way to go. We're going this way. That's right. It's up to you to say, okay, let's go. Right. 16 says, in all circumstances, take on the shield of faith. Now, we talked about this today about faith. Faith, it says, in every circumstance. So, no matter what, you need this shield. Mm-hmm. Now, why do we need the shield? It says, which, with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. So everything that the devil throws at you, you have a shield to block it. so important because that's your faith. Now, when we talk about our shield, the reason it's so important, it says it's supposed to block everything that the devil is throwing at you, right? Mm -hmm. Your faith has to get stronger and stronger. Mm -hmm. As your faith gets stronger, your shield gets bigger. So, if he's throwing one dart at you and you got a little bitty shield. <laughs> mm -hmm. But it says your, <laughs> your shield is supposed to stop all the fiery darts of the devil, right? Right. So, if he start throwing them at you, you're going to need something bigger than this. Right. <laughs> right? Right. And as your faith grows in God, your shield gets bigger. Okay. So, no matter how many darts he throw at you, you're going to be able to block them. Right. <laughs> He's throwing 39 darts at you and you got a shield big as your fist. <laughs> it's not going to work. You, <laughs> some stuff going to get through. Uh, you about to get hit. Yeah, you're going to get hit. <laughs> and it says these are flaming darts. These things... They're not just going <laughs> to pop you upside the head. They're going to burn you. Right. Got fire. <laughs> yeah. And then it says, take the helmet of salvation. Mm -hmm. Why is the helmet salvation? Because this is what's going to... This covers your mind. That's right. Right? Mm-hmm. Scripture said, keep your mind on the things of... Heaven, right? Mm -hmm. On the heavenly things. Keep your mind on Christ. Right. Keep your mind on heavenly things. Keep your mind on Christ. Right. That's where your salvation is. Mm -hmm. Your mind has to, you have to turn your mind to the things of God. That's right. Right? Scripture tells you to renew your mind. And take the helmet of salvation. Then it says, and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Now you got something to fight with. 
You don't have to just block everything. As the devil is throwing darts, you can block all of that stuff. But if you got the sword, which is the word of God, you can speak back. You can fight back. The devil start hearing scripture. He leaves. Right? These are things that's important. Now, all of those things that we had just named, all of them are, they work together. Right. Now, this armor that we just built, this is for you. But this is how the whole body of Christ works. Mm -hmm. The whole body of Christ is wearing this, this armor. Right? And Jesus is the helmet of salvation. It says praying at all times in the spirit. Praying at all times in the spirit. It added in the spirit. It didn't just say praying at all times. When you are going through and you are dealing with spiritual things, you have to pray in a spiritual manner. With our prayers and supplications. I mean, you need things done. Me and my wife, we just came off of fast. Yeah, we did. wonderful. Praying and fasting is something that is just needed. Mm -hmm. Jesus told his disciples, hey, when uh, they was asking, why we can't take this demon out of this guy, you know? Right. Jesus said, you know, this one is done with prayer and fasting. You have to fast. Yes. Some things you, you, you're not going to get done. You, you're praying and you're praying and you're not getting any. You feel like you ain't getting no leeway with it. Mm -hmm. God waiting on you to fast. Right. How bad do you want it? Fasting and praying is something that's both together and they're both in spiritualness. Because as you pray and as you fast, you're doing both to God. That's right. Praying and fasting is both something that you do with God and God alone. That's you and God. Your prayer, remember he tell you to close, go into your closet and close the door? Why? So it can be just between you and him. That's he right. tells you when you fast, when you on your fast, mm -hmm. he say don't tell nobody. Right. right? Right? Why? Because that's just between you and him. Once you get too fast, then he tell you don't look like you fasting. Right. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. <laughs> That's right. Fix yourself up. Wash your face. Right. So he's saying praying at all times in the spirit with prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance mm -hmm. making supplications for all the saints yes you know when you pray when you pray what 
And I, and I'm gonna tell you this: when you pray, and especially when you're praying for things that you need, once you get through praying for the things that you need, pray for the other saints. Yeah. Don't just make your prayer about you. Remember, this walk is not just about you. We already know that, right? As, right. as believers, we know that this walk is not just about us. Right. We know that these bodies are not our bodies and everything that we do is for other people. So your prayer is the same way. When you pray for things that you want, God knows that you need them and you pray that you want them, that's great. But pray for somebody else too. That's right. As you make your prayer personal, don't make it just about you. Right. Right? Pray for other people. To the end, keeping alert with all perseverance, making supplications for all the saints. That's right. Not just you. He's saying also for me, don't forget me. <laughs> That's right. Every time I pray, as I pray for the church and I'm praying for uh, my marriage and my house and, and all of those things that the people in the church, I always pray for all the other saints. Yeah. And I always pray also for the ones who are being persecuted mm -hmm. for God's namesake. Right. It's people that are being persecuted in other countries right. just because they believe in Christ. I pray perseverance for them. I pray peace for them. You know, this is on a nightly basis. Yeah. Pray these things for other people. The, 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 our, our being in Christ is bigger than just me and my life. It's about us all. In this, because we're all in the body. No matter where we are. So we pray for the body. Not just your own church people, but everybody that's in the body. That's right. I mean, it is people out there that's really going through because they believe in Christ. That's right. I pray endurance for those people. That's right. It says, and also for me, that words may be given to me and opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mysteries of the gospel. Why did he add that? Because he's saying basically, as you do all of these things for other people, don't forget, I'm just a human being too, and I need prayer as well. Mm -hmm. All of this stuff that I'm doing and, and bringing to you, pray that God keep giving it to me, and I keep having the strength to do it. Because right. <laughs> remember, he in, he in prison. That's right. Right. He like, you know, I need the strength to keep going myself. Right. That's right. 20 says, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. I'm an ambassador in chains for God. Please pray that I keep being bold like I am. And I don't get soft. That's right. Because it's a hard life. And I need prayer too. You know. That's right. 
21 says, so that you may also know how I am and what I'm doing. To Caius, the beloved brother and faithful minister in the Lord, will tell you everything. And I, I have sent him to you for the very purpose that you may know how we are and that he may encourage your hearts. I'm going to send somebody to you to let, to let you know how I'm doing, and he's going to come and encourage you as well. I'm sending him to preach to y'all, but he's going to tell you how I'm doing and how we're doing. Keep in touch. Keep in touch. Especially now, you know, with this coronavirus, and, and, it, and it's starting to thin out a little bit. You know, yeah. but it's, pe it's people that still need to be looked upon. Mm. Right. Call them and check on them. Mm. Check on folks. People need to be checked on. Yeah. <clears throat> 23 says, peace to the brothers and love with faith from God the Father and Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be with all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with love incorruptible. He ends all of this by talking about peace to the brothers with love and faith. Peace to all of the people that's in Christ with love and faith. And he's saying it's from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. And grace be with all who love our Lord Jesus Christ. He tells you grace will be with the people who are in Christ. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's right? With love incorruptible. If you're truly in Christ, your love is not corrupted. That's right. If you're truly in Christ. So as we hear these things and we and we look at Paul and how he speaks to the um, people of Ephesus, we see how much he cares for them, no matter what he's going through. And he gave instructions to all types of people. He gave instructions to mothers and fathers and children bosses and lay people telling them that these battles that they are having are spiritual and to put on the whole armor of God when you're dealing with all of these things because everything that you're dealing with is of a spiritual nature and you need to know that and you need to know how to deal with it. That's right. Right? That's right. And it all starts with allowing Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior. Without Christ, none of that is possible. Right. So if you are hurting, you need to come to Christ for real. Yes. And make him your Lord and Savior. Mm -hmm. Because he is the only way to everlasting life. That's right. Amen. 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 Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you for these scriptures today. 
We thank you for allowing us to see everything that Paul was saying to the people of Ephesus. Amen. As he is in chains in Rome, but his confident level has never dwindled. And Father, we just thank you for understanding our own problems and our own situations and we know that through Christ Jesus all things can be accomplished. We just thank and praise you in the mighty name of your son Jesus Christ. We pray and say amen. Amen. Stay blessed and faithful. Watching Tenant Meeting Holiness Ministries. To hear more of God's Word, please subscribe to this channel. Don't forget to hit the like button or the notification bell to get all the latest content that is on this channel. Thanks again for coming. And as always, stay blessed and faithful.